So yeah, if you're going to be a Christian artist, it, it better be good. If you're going to do something unto the glory of God, then like you put out some whack stuff and just because <laughs> you said something about Jesus, it's good. to another episode of Cultivating Truth. My name is Aaron Davis and today we have a special episode because I'm sitting down with Otherworldly's Sean Mitchell. Hello, hello, hello. Sean, it's a pleasure to have you once again and uh, we have an exciting episode because on our previous episode when we sat down we talked all about your ministry and your work with Otherworldly and just in case we didn't hear about that in our previous episode, <laughs> would you mind telling us a real quick uh, foot notes of what what otherworldly yeah. is yeah for sure so otherworldly is uh an organization very similar to aletheia so if you're familiar with their work it's very close uh um but we're all about uh, our mission statement is shifting culture through art with the gospel um all about connecting artists with um, each other um and pointing people uh to christ through the excellence of art and beauty oh, i love that absolutely love that so a part of what you guys do with Otherworldly is you really want to bring in community and connect with other creatives, which I think is fantastic. You know, we have our network that we are building, and so uh, I'm, I'm all for it. But one of the things that I think is really special about Otherworldly is this event that just happened last night that we attended, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. is Transcend. Sean, can you tell me a little bit more about Transcend? Yeah, yeah. It's an event that we're playing to host uh, yearly now uh, uh, where we just gather some artists together um, people who are interested in attending and participating uh, to show what they do and how it points back to the ultimate transcendence uh, namely God um, so yeah in a bird's eye view that's uh, that's what the event's all about so you have Christian creatives and artists who come together. I mean, is there a certain type? Uh, is there some uh, a kind of limit? Uh, what are we What are mm, we thinking mm, here? Mm. Yeah. So no, I mean, I'm really about open expression in mm. the in um in the church, right? Um, especially for an event like this. Uh, you know, I I feel like artists from multiple camps can all use their gifts and talents to point to God. Um, so you know, I, I I really wanted to have this this year, um, but I hope to have next year. I I want to have like rappers. Uh, the year before last, we had a filmmaker, um, uh, two filmmakers actually, um, and they showed a short film that they were working on together. Um, so you know, any medium, it really doesn't matter if you're an oil painter, a sculptor, if you're somebody who plays the banjo. Like I, I think you should yeah. be at Transcend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and from what we saw last night, we had some literature, we had a sax player, uh, we had uh, some composers, uh, lots of visual artists, painters, and so I thought that that was great poetry, Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think what you guys are doing is fantastic, and so one of the things that uh, we got to do last night was we kind of bookended the, um, the, the night with uh, an open Q&A panel where we sat down with the artists, we sat down with the creatives, and they had questions about basically some of the things that, you know, us that we're we're thinking through as creative uh, organizations trying to be you know 
on the more offensive side, pushing forth Christian art and creativity. And so there was questions that were sent into us, and we thought that we would go ahead and take the time in this episode to just read those questions and just have an open dialogue uh, back and forth. Both of us can give our thoughts on those questions uh, because there may be someone who's listening to this podcast who you're cre- creative, and maybe you're struggling with some of the the thoughts that others have been struggling with, or maybe you need something some clarity. And so hopefully we. You can find this helpful uh, as we go through the series of questions that we both find that uh, mm-hmm. the Christian creative is is probably going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and read right through um, in the order that they were received at the event. <laughs> um, so question number one, uh, how do you overcome fear to start your project? Golly, what did I say? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm trying to remember the answers. The answers we gave last night were fire. So if you weren't at the event, you missed out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for sure. Come 2024, yeah. be on the lookout for Transcend. Oh, so, man, that's a big one. Um, I know sitting there amongst all the other creatives last night, a number of them were even shaking their head on this question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a thing I think any creative, whether you're Christian or not, any creative, any artist, they have to go through because art is an expression of what words cannot merely just say. Right. You know? And so when you create, you're making yourself vulnerable in a way. Mm-hmm. You're expressing yourself in a way that, you know, it's, you can't just say, you're not just saying I'm mad or I'm sad or I, I feel this type of way. You're doing it in a, in, a, in a unique expression. I think of Van Gogh's Starry Night and the swirls that he creates, knowing that he's at a mental hospital at the time he paints it and he just tried to commit suicide, you know? Jeez. Like there's a lot of psychological elements there. And so for many creatives, they, they make themselves vulnerable and fear is a common factor on why artists don't show their work. Mm. And so I guess I would first say, one, you have to overcome that. Uh, artists need to show their work. Creatives need to, to, to make it known and make it you know available to see. If that's what you're going for, if you're wanting to be that, you know, sometimes people have their own art for their, you know, for their own privacy, mm-hmm. but most likely this question was asked because the artist wants their the work to be seen but they are scared of what other people would think about them and mm-hmm. i think that the bible has a lot to say about the fear of man right. and do not fear man um but you should be fearing god and your god is a creative god and he wants you to find pleasure and enjoyment in his creation and I think that, that we can do the same with our creation is mm. it's a good thing for us to create art, create music, create films, and then to sit back and to enjoy them. And so I would say definitely do do the artwork, do the, do your creation, get it out there and try to fight that fear of man and to remember that your God has created you with unique abilities and unique talents uh, for you to flourish in. Yeah, no, amen. Amen. And to piggyback on that, um, I liked what you were saying, um, you know, that God, um, he, he, he has created, um, you know, everything around us. Right. Um, and he calls us to enjoy his creation, um, and to subdue it and to be rulers over it. Right. The Genesis commandment. But it's interesting that also like if we're, if we're made 
in his image, right? And our God's, uh, he is the definition of creativity. Like he literally creates out of nothing. Like we said in the last episode, right? It's funny that fear as, as the word says is God isn't, doesn't give us the spirit of fear. Mm. So it's the enemy coming against us, not just as, you know, Oh, you're scared. Oh, whatever. No, but it's like he sees the creative Imago Dei in the, in the, in man. And he's like, Oh, they have something of value. They're, Mm. they're, they're going to, they're going to share that with the world. How can I stop them? Let me put a little bit of doubt in their mind. Oh, you're not that good at this. You, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you, you don't, you don't possess any artistic ability or, um, you're not as good as so-and-so. So all that fear, all that fear, all that talk is just the enemy trying to get you to stop doing what you're about to do. Mm. And it's like, yeah, the God's like, why, why would God make you fearful of the things that you want to make? Uh, he made all of reality and you're no rival to him. He's not going to try to make you stop because he's worried about, you know, you somehow overseeing his creative potential and endless possibilities. You can't, obviously he's God. So, he has no reason to stop you other than it's destructive to other people. And that, you know, maybe let's say you're off the rails and you're doing something crazy. Right. But let's just give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that this question was asked by somebody who is walking faithfully to the Lord. They're solid in their theology and they're just looking to express their heart to God in their work. The only person who would be wanting to stop you is Satan himself. Like, Mm -hmm. It's, it's an attack from the enemy. Um, so, and you know how we fight the rest of our battles with the enemy is also by prayer, you know, praying and just asking God to remove that spirit of fear and to accept that God has given you that ability to create uh, works of art. So, um, yeah, but I just wanted to piggyback off what you were saying because I, um, I liked what you said about that and, and your answer because, yes, it is definitely like most of the time a man-based fear factor of, oh, I, I, I care too much what other people think about my yeah. work. Well, and I also think that there's kind of like two sides to the fear, right? It's like I'm feared that uh, I'm fearful that my artwork is going to be judged as if I'm not good or, you know, it I, I don't amount to the talent that, or expectation that maybe people have or there is a fear of what people will think about you like personally, like, Oh, why are you doing this? Well, shouldn't you be doing something like realistic with your time? Um, you know, go get like a regular job, (laughs) whatever a regular job is. And I've struggled with that big time is, is, is the fear of, and I, and I've been called out. I've been called out by people that, um, for me and my personality actually motivates me a little bit more. Um, cause I know, you know, kind of having a chip on your shoulder is that you, you got to get out there, but I think that that chip should be on every creative shoulder. You know, I think of essentially war, you know, if, if a soldier's going out to war, there is a, an understandable, healthy fear that I'm going out there to the battlefield. True. Yeah. But if we understand the culture war that's going on right now, Every stinking artist or creative needs to understand that there is a battle and that fear of what people might be thinking of you. If that's the reason you're being held back from glorifying and worshiping your creator or using your gifts and your talents to make his name known and you're feared because of what a man might say. Sheesh. 
you need to strap up and you need to get out there and go to war Come and on. and we need you we need you out there yeah amen amen full yeah 100 percent agreed um question number two um when you're starting a new project or direction with your work how do you know if it's god's direction for you so yeah that's a i think that's a pretty um i'd argue it's kind of a case-by-case question you know what i mean um but uh i definitely think that obviously like answer to my answer to the last question um as well as prayer right if you're praying that you know god reveals his will to you then um he'll reveal that to you and he won't he's not he, he if he's described as a good father in uh, throughout all of the bible um that he, he's not the author of confusion right then he's not going to lead us into into being uh in a in a state of disarray to try to figure out well where does god want me to go where does god want me to do does god want me to paint this does god want me to film that does god want pray about it seek his face even rest from creating for a, a little bit and see what doors open see what doors close and he'll make those all those things clear um at least clear enough for you to you know step into something or step back from something and um go, pursue a direction but yes those, those are my thoughts your, your thoughts Aaron yeah and so the question is how do we go about selecting our work is that right uh how when you're starting a new project starting or direction project. with your work so this is like you know somebody's trying to figure out you know maybe it's a you know just any any type of like directional change like I want to change up the the you know style or, or aesthetic of maybe uh whatever I make uh, how do I know that it's God's direction for my, not, not just that, like, obviously this is a, sim a simple example, but like maybe somebody's like changing the uh, subject matter for being like explicitly Christian work to like mm. more kind of subtle, um, work that we talked about last time, like, you know, Aslan being an allegorical example of the image of, of Christ in a story. Um, you know, maybe someone's pursuing something like that. So yeah, like what, what would be your advice to somebody seeking? How do you know if that kind of thing possibly is God's direction? Blessed or by God. Right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, we harp on Christian arts and creativity and everything that we do within our organizations, right? Uh, love your, love your design with art matters, because uh, it does. But for the both of us, and we've had this discussion, you know, and getting to know even your family, uh, which uh, you got a beautiful family, man. Like oh, you got a good you. thing going on, and and even your church is there's a priority list. Uh, mm -hmm. the Lord has given us certain, um, people in our life that are of priority. So I would say first and foremost, um, does it fit with what is God saying? Um, for myself, this is how I make a decision is I fit the first measure it up to what does God say? Uh, does, is God good for this? Um, for example, if I believe that I need to go commit a crime, um, <laughs> well, the Lord doesn't really condone that. So I can't really, <laughs> he doesn't have my back on that. Uh, 
so what does God's word say? Um, I can take it to prayer, um, but I can find a lot of things in the Bible on if it's ethically right or whatnot. But what if it's, it's fine, but, you know, should I work on it? Well, then I would say moving from uh, what does the Lord say about this is for me is next is, is my spouse and my family and my kids. Um, does this fit with them? So, for example, there are certain projects that I'm not able to take on and I don't think is being blessed by God because it doesn't complement my family. And I know that the Lord has blessed me tremendously with my wonderful family, and it's something that he has given me as a good gift, but also I, I, I just love my family, and I don't want to forsake my family for the work. And so, first... God, second, my family, and then uh, third, yeah, does it does it fit with what the Lord and everything that's going on in life it, th- does it does it flow? Right. Does it flow with my work that I'm already doing? Uh, does it does it make sense, or is this something completely random? Uh, and I would encourage artists to think through that is to think through in this path because it's very easy for a creative, you know, we, we get all these great ideas, uh, and, and amazing projects that we could take on. And I would encourage creatives. Yes, you could do them, but the Lord's designed you intricately and uniquely, you know, as a, almost like a unicorn or an, an alien, <laughs> you know, shout out to otherworldly. And I would say, does this make sense? Is this the path that the Lord is actually taking you on? And I think that you can evaluate that. And if you feel like it's still a toss up, pray about it. And if it does make sense, then go for it and uh, do it to the best of your God-given ability. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, Next question. All right. How do you use your gift of art to point others towards Christ? Yeah. So, yeah. So I would say for myself, I, I have different mediums of art that I work with, but my favorite is directing. Um, and from the previous question, how do I know that? How do I think that the Lord's blessed me in this area is one, he's blessed me with certain personality traits, um, such as I'm not afraid to, to speak up when need to be, uh, bless me with a loud voice <laughs> and, you know, and there are other traits that, that complement that, but also, um, with the circles that the Lord has put me in, uh, directing and helping lead others, I find tremendous joy in, I really, really love it. Whenever I was, I was an 18 year old, I wanted to go off to California and to be the next big actor. And even back then I knew that if that didn't work out, I think I really like directing and producing and just creating stuff. And so for myself, I know that that is a way in which I really, um, that's my medium of art that I, I enjoy. So for leading up different projects, my whole goal is that I want people to be led well. I want them to have the best experience. I want them to enjoy what they're doing. And I want to bring out the best of people. Um, and I'm not just saying that as a, as a true joy, some of my favorite m- memories in my creative journey, uh, especially as a director is pulling it out of somebody who they had fear, they had anxiety, they never saw themselves on stage or acting on camera, and they just have a powerful performance and encouraging them because, you know, I'm guilty of it. Many artists and many creatives, we can be sensitive. 
And to overcome that fear and to see that boldness, I think is a great example and kind of goes back to my earlier statement on, man, we need you out there. So whenever I can see a creative overcoming these, the, you know, a mental issue or a block or something that's holding them back, I feel like that, that is a win. And I think right there, that is a, um, a soft way of leading someone to even deeper territory and, I, I think that I can say I, I, I have experienced that in my life, bringing people to church, giving them the gospel through that, discipling them afterwards. But it first starts with, can I minister to you and can I show you how the how the Lord sees you? And if I can just be a small example of that, I think I did my job. Yeah, amen. That's a phenomenal, phenomenal testimony to uh, God's work, you know, in our hearts, in your hearts particularly, to be able to be able to minister in that way like in in that you're a walking testimony of uh god's providential his sovereignty in your life um to build you up in that way to give you those character traits and even though you know we all wrestle with the flesh like you know you're able to then still minister to those people and, and bring them to christ um and that's the answer we gave uh pretty close last night i talked i touched on that is that you know just like with the gospel, it's not it's not this ut- utilitarian device, yeah. right? It, it's not the newspaper. It's 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 not the um, it's not the metro or train station map, right? Like sometimes we categorize that the gospel is like this key to life, the universe, and everything in between, and it is. Don't get me wrong, but we treat it in such a way that it's weaponized. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, and this is especially, expe- <laughs> <laughs> words, <laughs> yeah, words, this is especially applicable to the world of art, right? And if you're in the world of art, you, you know, you you come to the world of art, first of all, when you're an artist, you know, take, take a step back from, you know, um, from the, the faith side of things right now, you don't come to the art world to say, look at me, like, you can, um, but it's a hard and dangerous battle to go through, um, uh, and it's usually not that fruitful. Um, but usually, you're you're coming to the table of art to exchange an idea to say, "Hey, has has anyone thought about this?" Ask the question, right? Um, and you're, you're and with that, you're bringing a value um, to that in a sense. Now, bring it back to the faith side of things. Um, when we're presenting the gospel to people, it's first of all about relationships. Yeah, it's about it's about those relationships, man. And that's the same thing in art. Like if you know you're you're getting to know somebody, you're not gonna just like be like, hey, look at this painting because I painted it and I'm awesome. Boom in your face, and or here's here's Jesus, accept them right now in your face. And yes, there's an urgency with the gospel that all men need to repent, and without that, you know, they will be separated from God uh, for all eternity. Um, that's that that's what the Bible claims and stakes itself on, but. When you build a genuine relationship with somebody as a human being, I'm not going to say as an artist or as a Christian, as a human being, if you build mm-hmm. that relationship with somebody, that, that, that element of trust is there, that element of intimacy um, uh, you know, is there. They know you, you know them, and you can minister to them in such specific ways. Like, okay, how do, how, and getting back to the question, how do you point how do you use your art to point others to Christ? I build a relationship with them. And if I feel my art 
or somebody else's art um, can minister to them, then I say, hey, um, hey, check out this artist. I think that their work, you know, I feel like you might like it. And if you don't, you know, whatever, cool. Like, and even just a simple like text message with that uh, to, to a friend that you know and love and ha you've had communication with for a long time, you know, they'll be like, oh, okay, cool, I'll check it out. And you never know where God will take that. Yeah. Like, that can lead to someone giving their life to Christ because they didn't have a context for um, somebody who's out there can reflect, um, they, they see themselves in that artist to say, oh, there's someone like me out there doing something that, you know, I like and wow, but they're talking about something I've never heard a uh, Christian talk about. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people uh, early in, uh, I guess in Kendrick Lamar's career, uh, he would, he, he, he was very explicitly um, somewhat preaching about, you know, the, about Jesus through his work. And obviously he's not, I wouldn't say he's a Christian rapper per se, but you know, I'm sure that sparked a lot of interesting faith conversations because he talks about, uh, gangs and, uh, uh, what, uh, drug, drug abuse and alcohol abuse and violence can all lead to, um, in his cultural context. So, you know, when he's talking about like, and it seems that in his album and the narrative he tells that, um, the answer to the solution of all that chaos is the gospel, the surrendering your life to Jesus. Um, that is just such an interesting, uh, useful thing that somebody can then say, hey, you heard that new Kendrick project yet? Or, you know, what do you think about the part where he talks about Jesus? Like, so again, it's all about relationships and knowing the people you're with and who can identify with the art that you're trying to use to uh, minister to people. Because I'm afraid that artists tend to just throw random art in people's face and say, Hey, check this out. Jesus. Boom. Like, like it <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. And I think that there is a place for explicit Christian art. I'm for sure. I, I'm not, I, I don't, I think you and I are on the same page philosophically because I do think it does need to go into the relational aspect. And I think that many Christians do not get into the arts because they think it needs to look a certain type of way. And then that kind of, you know, it, it, boxes it in and suffocates it. So I definitely think that there is a place for explicit Christian art. And if you can do that and you have an audience and a medium, you know, by all means, I think, you know, there's certain people out there like the Kendrick brothers, every time they put a movie out, you know, recent one with like Kirk Cameron, a number of individuals went out just to see it uh, because it was about adoption. And, you know, some people got to know the Lord through a movie like that. That's fantastic. Praise God. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. There are some songs that are out there, you know, rappers like, uh, Lecrae or KB love KB's yeah, recent yeah, yeah. album. KB. And, um, you know, they, they do it in such a beautiful way. Um, and so obviously, you know, if you want to be explicit, that's fine. But I would say across the board, whether it's more relational, it's your, your character, your conduct, how you're leading other people, or if you're just putting out there, you know, um, you know, a, a, a great gospel rap album, uh, like some of the people that we just talked about, I would argue it has to be good. And if you're going to be, oh, yeah. if yeah. you're going to be pointing to Christ, don't first just say, oh, this is just, this is just Jesus. Oh yeah. Don't slap the Jesus <laughs> label on it and say it's good Christian art. Yeah. No, right. No, right. No. no, it, it needs to be good. You know, Frankie Schaefer, Francis Schaefer's son. He says he hates the term Christian art. He says he doesn't even use it. Art, that's not, that's not a thing. He said art is either good or it's bad. Now, the, maybe wow. the artist is a Christian, but art is either good or bad. Wow. And I, I love that. 
Yeah, yeah, I can I can see why, because you know, and what you know, it's Colossians three twenty three. You know, do whatever you do unto the glory of God. Like, so yeah, if you're gonna be a Christian artist, it, it better be good. Like, and I think that's a reasonable expectation. If you're gonna do something unto the glory of God, then you know, and obviously there are seasons and people are yeah. you know, developing and I, I get that, but don't like think you're the bee's knees and like you put out some whack stuff and just because you <laughs> said something about Jesus, it's good. Yeah. Like, no, it's not how this works. I almost want to, <laughs> I love everything that was said over the last couple of minutes about this, but I almost want to restate that on how can we point to Jesus, uh, create something beautiful. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question. Um, think, uh, okay, let's go with this one. How do you measure success? Is there ever a time that you should quit the process and regroup? When do you know when that is? Hmm. You gonna go first or me? Uh, I can, I'll try uh, to answer that as uh, succinctly as I can. Cause yeah, how do you measure success? Like, Again, I guess it kind of points back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, how does it fit that hierarchy of, you know, God being at the top, your your family, and then, yeah. you know, you know maybe like your church is like your next thing or your, you know, whatever community, spiritual community you're uh, part of, hoping that's a church. Um, but, yeah, is it blessing those categories? Like, are you developing well in your in your walk with the Lord? Is your family taken care of? Like, um, are you lacking in your responsibilities at home? Um, um, and then three, like, how are, how are you serving in your church? Are you uh, doing well in that? And this is like a bird's eye view. Um, if we're talking project specific, like if I have a, let's say um, I'm a music producer and I have thousands of <laughs> unfinished beats because I was like, nope, that's not it. Um, yeah, how do you know, like in that context, when something's not good? It, sometimes you don't, and you have to put out bad work to know that it's not necessarily the greatest. Like, and, you know, reception is a thing. That's why we have people to comment on what we do. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that's it's it sort of depends. You have to. Um, it, sometimes you don't know when to stop, and but but you learn over over time. It, it, that's I really think that's how the art journey works. You you learn, hey, okay, I know that this won't work because last time I tried this, it didn't really phase out well. Um, I, I th that would be I think I gave a different answer last night at the event, but now I'm saying this out loud. I think that's more of my approach to that answer is that mm. that's kind of where I would know um, to sort of back up and say, okay, maybe I should regroup on that. And then of course, like the answer to all the other uh, questions is also prayer, like. God, is this good? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> or should I regroup? And, mm -hmm. you know, he'll let you know. He'll make it clear. Um, yeah, but Aaron, any thoughts? Any thoughts? Yeah, so I I think of this quote from Francis Chan's book, Crazy Love, which I think he's referencing an, an older saint, an older theologian. It's a quote who I cannot uh, think of at this point in time. But I love this. It, it's, you know, our greatest fear in life should not be at f failing, but at succeeding in things that don't matter. And the reason I say that is because I think that we do have to measure it up with the things that do matter. So first and foremost, uh, is this, you know, is this, did God want me to do this? Even if I didn't want to do this, did, did God tell me to do this? And it's more of a heart issue. I should have corrected that because if God wants me to do this, that's success. And I do it, that's success. 
True. Um, even if I don't want to do it, uh, if it's something that needs to be done, uh, I, I need to be obedient to the Lord. And, um, and sometimes that's more obvious than other times. Sometimes it's a little bit more vague, uh, for myself and for, I know other, other creatives who are out there who have a family or, you know, their close circles, uh, does this compliment them? Does this feed into what the Lord has already blessed you with? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, conversations that my wife and I have been having is, you know, between work, home, schooling and all that stuff. And we, we have to make sure in lieu of hoping for something else or aspiring to get, you know, grow in one area, we cannot forsake the blessings or the gifts in another area because that's not success. Right. Success is maintaining what you have and continuing to grow with it um, because that's what the Lord has given you. And he has told us to be good stewards and obedient servants and, um, and, and to love him with everything that we have. And then I would say, yeah, does it, does it make sense? Does it make sense with your wor- line of work that you're working on this project or is it something completely random? So for like myself, even if I were to get a decent amount of money right now, it really, uh, well, sometimes you just need money. Sometimes that's that's fine. That's what the Lord's <laughs> asking you to do because you need to be able to provide. But say one line of work compared to another, like it really wouldn't make sense that I did one random project of modeling you know, like I'm, I yeah. don't, that's, that's just not my thing. Uh, it would need to be a lot of money in order for it to really make <laughs> sense, you know, but compared to something else that I'm doing, well, no, this, this actually makes sense. And I don't, I don't know if that's, if, if that's completely comprehensible, but I also think of, when I think of success, I think of, I think of Genesis one and every time the Lord creates, he sits back and he says, it's good. Hmm. That's success. Amen. There was not a dollar amount. No one said, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you $5,000 for that. Or, you know, uh, $5 billion, that'd, that'd be more of a, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for the beautiful pink sky that you just blessed us with, Lord. You know, uh, ooh, love the trees, love the mountains, the Grand Canyon. That's fantastic. That's another, you know, $100 billion. Like, that doesn't have a dollar amount, but that is success. And he looks back and he sits back and he says, it's good. So outside of, does the Lord approve? Does it work with my family? Does it work with what I'm doing in the line of work? I'm being good steward with all the other things that he's given me. I do think it is okay to just appreciate your work, uh, mm-hmm. to sit back and do you, did you find it enjoyable? Was it pleasurable and a pleasurable experience for you? Did you do, do others find beauty and joy? Uh, because that's okay too. So I would say if it can fall under those four, you know, the Lord wants it, your family wants it, it, it works with what you've been given and your work. And also lastly, which is not, not a bad thing at all. Did you appreciate it and did you enjoy it? Would you do it again? Right. I think right. if it can fall under one of those four, I think it's successful. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, love that, love that thought because it does that provides a really helpful framework um, for many creatives, I'm sure, who are struggling with that question because it, it, it sometimes can be kind of arbitrary to yeah. figure out, you know, what is success, and you know, it, it's not always tied to a dollar amount um, per se. Um, let's make sure I'm going through these. Let me start for sure. And if I could, final oh, yeah. tagline on that is, you know, whenever I arrived on the plane here, uh, uh, arriving in DC, I, uh, it was funny. My, my, <laughs> um, my, my music was on shuffle and of all songs, 
DC Talks in the Light was playing, and there was a lot. I was grabbing my bag, I, I my, and I, I my bag, and I, I walked out, and it was one of those weird times where you walk out and you like you're you're not in the terminal, but you're outside. Oh yeah. yeah. And man, I hit and I see this beautiful sunrise, and the sky is pink, and it was right at the chorus of being in the light, and it hit me like the Lord, kind of Bible one hundred and one. He wants us to appreciate Him. And I think that we can go back to Genesis 1 with that. When he creates, he sits back and he says it's good. And with us, he creates us. He wants us to find him good and him pleasurable. And, you know, there's the there's the the laws and the, the, there's the morals and justification and redemption and all that. Yes, all that is true. I'm not denouncing any of that. But at the end of the day, he wants a relationship with us and he desires for us to appreciate him because he looked at us as creation and appreciated us. Oof. You just said something there, man. Yeah. Amen. Um so our last question, uh, what do you think about people who do artwork in the name of Jesus or the Bible? These are all in air quotes, literally in quotes, uh, <laughs> to let you know. But it's not glorifying God at all. For example, mega churches who do questionable performances. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Very loaded question. Jeez. <laughs> I... I'm sure that whoever wrote that had something specific in mind, but Mm -hmm. for us hearing that, I got to know more. Uh, There's just no way. Um, That's one of the things that I think I try to fight the most is this, um, this judgment uh, an assumption on artists who are trying to glorify God. And I think that a reason that many churches have strayed away is because of that. Mm. Sometimes, understandably so. Sometimes it totally makes sense. Someone is doing something that is not, it's clearly anti-scripture, and it, it, the Bible is clear that that is, you're, you know, you're committing blasphemy. Yeah. But there is also a heart um, that I can't really speak to. And I think that it would always have to be a case by case study. So to create a blanket statement that mega churches, you know, do such, <laughs> such wrong, I, can't, I, I don't even agree with that. Right, um, right, right. I see, you know, there, there, there's a mega church, uh, close to home, you know, and I'm tied into some, some of their creatives. And I think that they make beautiful pieces of work and that's their job right, is to right. think through. I mean, they are on staff to think through an artistic level how can we use our work to glorify God? And so I know that they do it. Maybe I don't do everything that they would do, but, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I don't agree with everything that maybe even goes on within, you know, X, Y, or Z church, but, um, I can't, I can't, I can't cast judgment immediately on that. True. True. And I like, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. That's, um, again, another big critique I have of the church, um, in a lot of instances is because I think we're really quick to judge and point fingers at things that we don't understand a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll be really quick to say it's demonic. It's uh, blasphemous. It's X, Y, Z. And yes, there are clear defined things in the Bible that would constitute blasphemy and being wrong. And, you know, I I agree. Um, But to just kind of just, like you said, blanket statement sweep over things is, uh, one and all demonic is um it's damaging to you know the the witness of um you know the church in one sense um and to you know your own perspective um on how you view 
beauty and art in general because if you can't if you can't develop the empathy or appreciation to try to understand it then Ooh, that yeah. can be that can be uh, a hindrance to um uh even your walk with the lord because maybe he's trying to reveal something about that and you know whatever it might be but um i have a feeling that somebody was trying was heavily implying or inferencing um a certain church's uh easter performance service if you know you know um you know we have to name call don't have to talk anyone yeah 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 yeah. but but you know it it, i for things like that again that's a highly nuanced conversation because there was some good in that and there was some really not good in that so you know it's not just you know here's an outright condemnation statement um that you know um that's what i think about that church and they're evil blah, blah, blah. it's like no i can i see the heart that they were trying to do something you know kind of unique and interesting and thought-provoking and yeah maybe it was kind of uh meant to be provocative but you know can i say altogether that it was all good no can i say it's all bad no and that's what it is you know it's a mixed bag and that's all of humanity that's all of humanity right there <laughs> we need to be redeemed yeah. by a gracious savior amen 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 so. yeah and well and i i can't help but think and and i know I'm, I'm sure that the person who asked this question had a had a good good intention maybe something very specific um but I, you know, I'm thinking of like when when drums started entering oh into the church. You know, oh that gosh. was an argument. Is that yeah. people said that it was demonic? It was because it was referencing some another subculture. And you know, like we have to understand that all of art belongs to God. Amen. Every Amen. musical instrument Amen. belongs to God. Amen. If other people abuse it and they use it to dishonor Him, that's the reason. Christ came to die. We, 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 we took what was clearly a gift from him and used it against him, spat in his face and, and cursed him with his creation. And that's why Jesus, he came to die for us and he loves us and it, everything can be redeemed. Yeah. Amen. Whole, yeah. Full send on that. Cause, uh, we need to hear that more and more. Uh, we think that good is a category bad is a category and you know you're either like a whole person is in one or the other yeah and it's like no you realize like even like think of this you know step back in your own walk in your own life you know put the pride aside in my life i have good and i have bad mm-hmm. and that's that's the walk of the christian yeah you will have that for the rest of your life until jesus calls you home right like um, you know, but that's that's the curse and the fall of man. Like we're all that will always distort everything we do. Um, but you know, for sure, it, that's just again. I know, I know the person. I have a good feeling. I know who the person was <laughs> who asked it, and I love them dearly, um, uh, very much so. Uh, but you know, even in that, I know they had good intentions to ask the question because it, and it's it, it's a just question to it, ask. It, it probably bothered certain people and it got people talking and but you know still i think that that's one of the uh, unfortunate things about media is you know social media is everything's out there instantly right now you right. know if you make a mistake even people can pull back a tweet you know from however many years back but um i think that the bible is still the bible and if there is mm-hmm. a problem um, I don't think it should necessarily just go out to the public. Even if that, that person made something public, I don't think it should just be a, an open discussion. I think that it could still become gossip really oh, true, easily. True. 
and that needs to be corrected. And I, I hope and pray, especially if you're a part of that body uh, of believers, then you should be the person who approaches that brother in a loving, kind manner. Yeah. You know, what's on his heart. You don't know what they're, what's, what they're going through. Uh, and you should address that. Um, now, there's also wisdom. There's discernment. You know, if I'm coaching certain people, I would say, yeah, probably should steer clear about, you know, this. Um, but to go out there and just say, yeah, this is just clearly demonic. Um, I mean, there's definitely demonic art that is that is out there. I mean, you know, Doja Cat wants to be demonic, say, right? Say, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's certain artists that are out there. Um, I would say that certain things still need to be handled within the church body. And, uh, and you know, and if you find that convicting and you're a part of creative circle, you probably, you know, make note and say, yeah, it probably was not a great idea, but maybe let's try to see what were they going for and what was the goal rather than just thinking, oh man, they're just trying to, you know, create this trash or defile God's name. Amen. Yeah. How can we redeem this? Yes. Yeah, always, yeah. always yeah. beautiful. Amen. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, that was the last of our questions. So that's it. We went through uh, our handful of questions that uh, took place at Transcend. Hopefully you found that uh, beneficial to go through. And uh, just once again, very thankful for our guest today, Sean Mitchell. Sean, we're very, very blessed to have you and Otherworldly um, helping us out with Cultivating Truth and Aletheia Legacy. And brother, I want to bless you. And if you guys, whoever's listening, be sure to bless them. Go find their page, Otherworldly, O T H R. R W R L Y R R D L Y D L Y. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, go find Otherworldly. We'll have uh, our links available. Go like their stuff, share their stuff, uh, go support them, encourage them. And uh, we'll see you next time on Cultivating Truth. <laughs>